Hello and welcome to episode six of the SAP UK podcast. My name is Adam Clatworthy and this week we're going to be discussing a new social collaboration we've launched with our partners to help tackle the biggest challenges that our NHS and key workers are facing during the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks for joining us. Now, later in the show, we're going to be hearing from some of our partners about the ideas they've developed. But first, to kick off the episode, I'm joined by my colleagues, Laura Atkinson, who's Head of Partner Alliances in the UK and Ireland, and Umar Khan and Sahel Mohammed from our Centres of Excellence. Thank you all for joining me. Now, throughout the COVID pandemic, we've seen an array of global initiatives from SAP to help our customers and communities deal with the challenges that they're facing. Everything from our Qualtrics Remote Work Pulse Survey to help provide employees with a platform for ongoing feedback, to opening up our Ariba Discovery to address the key supply chain shortages that we're seeing. But the one we're here to talk about today is very different, with a clear focus on the UK. So, Umar, to start, why don't you tell us a bit about your background and how this project all came about? So firstly, Adam, thank you so much for inviting me uh, onto this podcast episode. Really looking forward to spending some time with you uh, describing the initiative uh, and, and talking to our audience around how this initiative came around and, and some of the outputs from this, from this program as well. So just a bit of background behind my role. I've been with SAP for six years. I'm currently part of our EMEA North Centre of Excellence team. And essentially, my role is to help drive business development across our platform and technology business. And this is a really fitting area uh, as to why you know, we got involved in this initiative where you know, we're seeing a lot of things happening at the moment with our families, with our businesses, and more importantly, with our key workers. So there was an inflection point actually a couple of, couple of months ago when this pandemic broke out, when you know, I turned on, turned on the news and a key worker, a nurse in fact, she finished a long shift uh, at, at her local hospital. And at the time, there was a big uh, panic buying uh, pandemic where people were buying things and, and not really taking into consideration some of our key workers. And in fact, she was left in tears when she spoke to the BBC reporter. And that really prompted us to, make, to take action and, and how we can actually leverage the, the, the power of technology and help our key workers during, during these unprecedented times. You know, the one thing that we really uh, talked about internally was how do we leverage our ecosystem, our partner ecosystem to come as one team, to come for a good cause and really help our key workers and our customers at this time of need. That's great. And I, I think that's really the key thing here in that every one of us has been impacted by this pandemic in some way. So collectively, there's that great sense of support and understanding and also the passion to help as we're all going through it together. So. Why do you think, uh, Umar, it's important for SAP to be leading on this type of initiative? So that's, a, that's a great question, Adam. So if I look at SAP's corporate social responsibility, the tagline is always to help our, help our customers and also help the, run, the world run better and improve people's lives. And you know, if you were to look at the opportunity that this has given to our customers and partner ecosystem throughout the, this journey, you know, just to give you some examples, you know, SAP has been involved in a number of key initiatives. You know, some include helping the most vulnerable children in the world. And, you know, one example is around how we've helped children in, in Africa and other countries with, with coding. In fact, we supported uh, teachers, in fact, 34,000 teachers and engaged with 2.8 million young people uh, spanning from 93 countries. So it shows the great impact of how technology can help people. Um, also, in addition, you know, SAP partners with some of the world's you know, most impactful organizations to ensure people have the right skills necessary 
uh, when we talk about the digital economy. And we've, worked, we've, we've partnered with the World Economic Forum. So these are just some of the examples in terms of the corporate social responsibilities in which SAP are helping uh, the world run better. Um, in terms of uh, SAP's response to the pandemic itself, you know, we've seen a number of initiatives where, you know, we're helping our customers in the time of need for, for making the Ariba uh, network free of, free of charge to help the supply chain still run uh, in, 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 this time, in this time of need. And also from, a, from an employee perspective, you know, we're using Qualtrics to be able to leverage and, and gain feedback from employees, you know, whether they need extra support, whether they have the right equipment and all those great things. So it's, it's really great to see the, the impact that SAP is having on, on the employee ecosystem as well. And if you think about you know, the world's top 100 brands, you know, in fact, 90% of the top 100 brands are running SAP today. And we understand from our customers that SAP is the heart of their organization. So, so going back to your, your, your point, it's, it's SAP is definitely leading the way and, and re, we really want to help our customers in this, in this unprecedented time going forward as well. Moving, moving on to you, Laura. Now, in your role, you look after SAP's entire UK and Ireland ecosystem and, and what's always struck me is the way that SAP genuinely co-innovates with its partners. So from your perspective, how do you feel that our partners have really embraced this collaboration? Yeah, thanks Adam and uh, thank you for inviting me to my first ever podcast. So uh, very happy to be uh, contributing to this. I've actually been really blown away by the commitment that our partners have shown to this Particular initiative you know we we brought this to them and gave them the opportunity to contribute to this in probably one of the most kind of challenging times that, that, that we or our partners have faced as a, as a as a business in a really really long time so initially I was a bit sort of skeptical or a bit anxious you know would our partners have the time and the bandwidth to uh, to, to, to devote to this in a way that, that we would all want them to um, and I was so delighted to see, you know, we had so many partners uh, step up to the plate here and come forward with ideas for us and, and such a brilliant range of ideas. And, and when the, the partners presented to us, um, it, there was so much purpose in their presentations. There was so much uh, forethought. Uh, they, they'd considered so many aspects of what they were talking to us about. Um, I think the level of detail that we got was was quite incredible, actually, and, and really humbling that our partners wanted to, um, you know, lean in with us on on this particular initiative. So, so it was absolutely fantastic. I was I was incredibly impressed. Thanks, Laura. That I mean, that's great to hear. And um, from your side, I mean, what are the ideas that have really resonated with you? What are the ideas that really grabbed you and, and stood out from the, from the rest? It's so hard to choose, actually, because they were all quite different uh, and, and all really inspiring in their own way. But I think if you're going to press me uh, and I had to pick a couple, for me, it would be the ones that I sort of felt would deliver the most immediate impact to the, the people that were experiencing the challenges they were trying to solve. So, so a couple of the ideas that I, I, I liked the most personally, in fact, in fact, both came from the same partner, Keytree. So, so, so they had a great solution for getting surplus food to people that really need it. And, and goodness me, we've got so much surplus food in this country. Um, uh, and, and I thought this was a really brilliant and impactful solution because uh, a lot of people are 
finding themselves, I think, with their children not being at, not being at school anymore, being at home, you know, with, that is a really real problem for a lot of people in this country is, is how they're going to feed their families. Um, and I love that we can make an impact on that every day for a lot of people. So, so that really resonated with me. Um, and the other one which also resonated with me was about helping some of our key workers, in particular NHS staff, who have been asked to go and work away from home, find some decent accommodation, because that, that can be a real nightmare, a challenge on a, on a really human and personal level. How am I going to find somewhere decent to sleep the night so I can recharge my batteries and, and get back onto the front line of fighting this virus every single day? Um, and and that, uh, that in particular appealed to me because it was extremely practical, you know, a really practical solution. Um, that, that's picking out two, but, but there were so many others that, that addressed all totally different aspects of this pandemic and all the challenges it was uh, it, it continues to present to us. It was uh, it was it was a wonderful you know range of suggestions and ideas from the partners. So so Hale, thank you also for joining us on the podcast today. What it would be great to understand from you is what are the next steps for partners who have submitted their concepts to SAP. Thank you, Adam. And uh, just to echo what Uma and Laura said, happy to be joining the first podcast and talk through some of our experiences of this fantastic initiative. So to answer your question, the next steps for the partners, um, I think just to take a, a step back here and celebrate the 21 overall submissions from our partners with a fantastic range of ideas submitted. And of those, uh, we actually whittled them down based on three criteria. So the first criteria was the impact on key workers. As Uma and Laura spoke about, the key part of this social collaboration was looking at ideas that really helped to improve the lives of our key and frontline workers. Secondly, it was about those ideas that utilized SAP technology. So how could we really leverage this best of breed technology to make their lives better? And finally, we were really looking at ideas that had the maturity to get to market quickly and package up this value to bring that value quickly to our customers and our key workers. And so in terms of what the next steps are, we're working with these partners to progress these nine ideas forward to market. We've been involved with both the SAP and partner marketing teams to create something called a solution card. Now, what is a solution card you might ask? It's a one pager with all of the details of the idea. So what is the partner idea? How does it work? And videos detailing the solution and how it affects our key frontline workers. So again, we'd really encourage our listeners here to check those out and we'll be giving some details later. And uh, how has this initiative really helped partners to evolve their solutions? I understand that some of the partners haven't stopped at their original ideas. They, they're also coming back um, with other ideas that have been kind of initiated as part of their, their brainstorming sessions. So how has that really helped them to evolve their, their solutions? Absolutely, Adam. And it's a fantastic point. Through this initiative, we've really reinvigorated the relationships uh, with our partners where they've come to the table with further ideas that might help in this situation. You know, we've had great discussions with Wipro and their social distancing idea uh, through to EYAW, Keytree and more, uh, where we've been talking about how to leverage different use cases depending on customer scenarios. And again, just going back to one of the criteria here, building their solutions on the SAP Cloud Platform meant that there's a modular approach to these solutions. So while we've been having customer engagements, we've been able to very quickly modify and adjust based on the unique customer requirements. That's great. Thanks, Sahel. 
Now, moving back to you, Umar, how can we ensure that these aren't just more great ideas that we come up with that never see the light of day? How can we make them a reality today? So just, you know, just to echo what Sahel was just talking about just a short while ago, you know, we, we've been really pleased with the appetite from our partner ecosystem to develop and enhance these solutions, you know, based on customer requirements. And some of the solutions uh, Sahel just mentioned just, just now, you know, we've actually taken and, and, and spoken to some of our customers about these already. But the, the great thing to see is these partner solutions are, can be repurposed based on, on customer requirements. It's really great to see the agility and the flexibility of how quickly these solutions can be tailored according to the customer, customer demand and, and requirements. And sort of looking into the medium to long term, it's essential that we work with our customers to ensure that they have the business stability and these solutions can really help with that going forward. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great conversational starter with our customers at this time in need uh, where we can actually show these prepackaged solutions and then obviously work with these solutions and, and tailor them according to the customer customers conversations. And I understand that we're actually already in a number of conversations with customers about implementing these solutions today. Um, Sahel, could you shed any more light on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, as we've spoken about earlier, I think, you know, if we roll back to when this COVID-19 pandemic started, as Uma shared with that anecdote, we started off with a situation where people were panic buying and, you know, you had that scenario where the NHS member, she, the nurse, she wasn't actually able to buy food. Um, and over time, the scenario has been progressing and changing almost daily, actually, to the point now where we have a unique set of solutions, nine solutions that can be applied not just for our key NHS front workers, but more broadly across industries. And what I can share is that we're actively engaged with our teams in financial services, public sector, manufacturing and retail industries, where we're actually having an opportunity to open the door and talk about how we can help our customers better manage their businesses and the expectations of their customers during this pandemic. So Laura, as you reflect on these great examples of collaboration we've, we've spoken about today, how does that reinforce your view of a, a strong ecosystem? Why is it so important for, for an organisation like SAP to have a strong ecosystem behind it? Yeah, it's such a great question. And, and I want to kind of start by going back to something Imar said at the beginning of the podcast, which is really around SAP's mission, actually, which is to make the world run better. Uh, and we absolutely cannot make the world run better alone. Uh, you know, our partners are such a vital component of the SAP family. Um, I'm delighted to be working in this part of the SAP business. It's, it's fantastic uh, to spend our time talking to our partners. You know, we want to inspire them. Uh, we are continually inspired by them uh, to, to do better and to, to be better for, for all of our customers. And I think that this initiative has provided a really great vehicle uh, for that collaboration and long may it continue. That's brilliant. And um, well, hopefully the audience is uh, intrigued enough to, to find out more. So, Umar, where can listeners go for more information about the project? So, absolutely, Adam. So, just want to echo the thoughts of, of Laura just now. It, this, I would like to just end this with just thanking the, the whole partner community. Uh, I think one, one, one partner and SAP team coming together has really reflected on, on a great initiative here. So, 
really, really looking forward to the, the continued collaboration going forward and, and speaking with our customers, taking these solutions forward. So in terms of finding more information, we have uh, an external website, which we can provide the link to where all of these partner solutions can be, uh, can be viewable from. Um, and also if there is any questions or if you want to reach out to us directly, feel free to do that. Um, and, and yeah, so just directly reach out to us and we can provide you with more information. Fantastic. And thank you, everyone. I really appreciate you all taking the time uh, just to share your, your views and insights on what I think is a really important project. Uh, my wife works with the NHS, so I'm, I'm hoping I'll see some of these ideas um, down uh, from her side very soon um, to help um, what is a very challenging situation. So um, thank you again. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing how this one develops. So in this part of the show, we're going to be speaking to some of the partners that have contributed to the collaboration with SAP. I'm now joined by Andrew Miller, who's one of the group directors at Keytree. So thank you for joining us on the episode. Very pleased to be here. So to kick off, can you tell us a bit about Keytree and, um, and your role there? Uh, yeah, so Keytree, we're an international award-winning design and technology consultancy and product developer. Um, we're an SAP 2020 Pinnacle Award winner and SAP Gold Partner, and Gartner Cool Vendor. And my role is really leading the revenue lines in the business. So I care about sales, marketing, business development, and how we work with our clients. Fantastic. Now, I understand that Keytree has actually submitted a few concepts to the project. So did you want to start by giving us a bit of an overview of the specific challenges that Keytree chose to address? And why did you and the team decide to focus on those particular areas? I think what we thought was repurposing things that we knew worked uh, was the way to go at this because by repurposing it means that we know that they are working in the field somewhere and uh, it, it is quicker to repurpose something than to start from scratch. So it was then a case of whether we could find things that were suitable to really help key workers. Um, we came up with four ideas. And if I just give you a, a, an example of um, a couple of them. So a kit, uh, a repurposing of kit is the first one. So kit is key tree and store technology. And in its normal life, it supports a retail store associate provide excellent one-to-one -one service to a retailer's customers. And, and kit today is used by some of the most famous high-end fashion brands and is built on SAP technology. So the repurposing here was to put kit into a supermarket environment for associates within the supermarket to offer a one-to-one -one service to customers who are key workers, thereby giving them the one-to-one -one personal service and take the daily stress out of the key workers' supermarket shopping. Second example would be a driver delivery app. We wrote this specifically for one of our customers. The repurposing here, especially as a number of organizations are adapting their models and uh, new drivers are springing up to deliver goods all over the place, is that we wanted to be able to provide safe, socially distanced and scheduled deliveries, thereby keeping drivers safe as they go about their work. And then actually, I, I could mention a third, uh, which would be Matrix Booking. So Matrix Booking is a very successful product of ours for room and desk booking um, on a normal day, and we wanted to apply this app to hotel booking for NHS workers. So in this use case, there's no money changing hands and no invoices being raised as is the case with traditional hotel booking. 
Here we're just looking at very flexible booking from a key worker's mobile phone to give, give them flexibility. So now that you've actually uh, put these ideas forward to SAP as part of the collaboration, what are your ultimate aims? Have there been any updates on whether these will be brought to market at all or what's the kind of next steps um, as part of the, these solutions? Well, uh, if I take the first example, so kit for supermarkets, um, here we're working with SAP and are discussing the idea with one of the country's leading supermarkets. So uh, initial discussions are encouraging um, and ongoing. Uh, and actually, more broadly, it's quite interesting that this initiative really for both Kit and Matrix has helped um, us look at the whole return to work. So for stores as they look to reopen with Kit and for offices as they look to reopen uh, with Matrix. So there's some very topical stuff that has, has come out of this initiative. That's great to hear because I think um, well, one of the main things we talked about with, with SAP earlier in the show is it's, it's more than just coming up with the, these ideas. It's about how can we actually make sure they're being part of customer conversations and they're actually being brought to these types of discussions. So really good to hear that those conversations run away. Um, also, early in the show, we, we heard Umar talk about why it's so important for SAP to be driving this type of initiative forward. So it'd be really good to get your perspective on the role that SAP is playing in helping drive this type of innovation in the UK. I must admit, we at Keytree think that the idea of this collaboration is great. So pooling the collective brain power of SAP and its ecosystem. And obviously to do the right thing for key workers is something we were very keen to get involved with. Hence why we went for the four entries, um, all of which passed your test, by the way. Um, and bringing some of the SAP technology together with partners who you know, work with it day in, day out, that's, that's all real goodness. Um, in last year's SAP Innovation X, so Shell and Keytree teamed up for the SAP and Prince's Trust Hackathon, and this was a great way to showcase some SAP technology. Now this, again, feels like a hackathon. It's fast, collaborative, and innovative, but it has a very real-world outcome that we all care about. So we were very keen to support and think it's a, a fabulous initiative. Fantastic. Thanks again for joining us on the show, Andrew, and uh, best of luck with the project as it moves forward. Yeah, well, we're delighted to be part of it. Uh, thank you very much. Next to tell us about their solution is Rajesh Iyer, who is the SAP head for UK, Ireland and Africa at Wipro. So welcome to the show, Rajesh. Hello. Hi, Adam. Hello, SAP. Thank you for having me here. So to kick off, Rajesh, can you just tell us a bit about Wipro and your role there? Sure. Uh, Wipro is a leading global information technology uh, consulting and business process services company. We harness the power of cognitive computing, hyper automation, robotics, cloud analytics and emerging technologies to really help our clients adapt to the digital world and make them successful. We are actually uh, globally recognized for the comprehensive portfolio of services and strong commitment to sustainability and corporate citizenship. We have close to around 180 odd thousand employees around the world. And uh, we pride ourselves to be one of the global partners who not only run on SAP, implement SAP for customers all over the world, sell SAP to customers as reselling partners in some geographies, but also we develop SAP uh, solutions, uh, co-develop solutions for SAP. 
And uh, my role in geography, I'm the PNL owner for SAP for the Geo. So what we're here to talk about today is obviously the COVID-19 partner collaboration that the SAP has launched. So did you want to tell us about the particular challenges that Wipro chose to address with its submissions? Why did you and the team decide to focus on these areas? Sure. I think uh, given the human race, I think uh, we are all probably experiencing this uh, all for the first time um, worldwide. And uh, as the world continues to fight this pandemic, vigilance was actually one of the key aspects that we thought could be a good, easy win for the society that we are in today. I think uh, the global health crisis has brought upon a heightened sensitivity and awareness around precautions that needs to be taken. Naturally, uh, PPE, personal protection equipment, became a norm as at establishments where uh, you know likelihood of exposure or of infection is high. So naturally, that that was one of the areas that we wanted to address, not only to help the NHS co-workers and 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 team, but actually to look at wider ecosystem as well. So on that, did you want to then sort of elaborate on what your solution idea was and how it's going to specifically address these challenges? So I think uh, this solution primarily came around as I was sharing with you earlier with an intention to protect the health workers from exposure from visitors who are not wearing a a PPE, personal uh, protection equipment. But, you know, the the solution itself was um, developed in such a way that it could be, uh, you know, extended to various establishments like factories, stores, offices and all that. So that, you know, return to work could become an easier aspect and actually be a, a, a safer place to work as uh, for employees to to come back to work right i think um, that that was the the intent to actually conceptualize the idea this uh, and uh, the solution enables the custodians of the establishments to then identify instances of non compliance uh, of pp in this particular case and respond in real time to ensure that the safety of these establishments are are in place right and as as countries and economies prepare to emerge out of COVID and, you know, the, the lockdowns, I think it became very important to make sure we, we look at it. Um, and uh, detection, rapid detection and monitoring of this non-compliance made it, made it an important step to make sure that the safety is, uh, you know, addressed. So what we did was we looked at, uh, we looked at uh, designing this with uh, an automatic uh, vigilance of PPE usage. Uh, and this is powered on the SAP uh, machine learning to identify non-compliance issues and uh, SAP modeling for comprehensive alert management and uh, mitigation policies that we could actually write on top of it, right? It, it has a tight integration with S4 HANA or ECC as a backend, you know, to implement um, follow-up actions. Uh, but as I was sharing with you, if, if the, the uh, intent was to actually address the largest safety issue, the backend ERP could have been multiple ERPs beyond SAP as well. That's great. And, and obviously, we're now in a position where a lot of businesses and a lot of offices are currently um, in the process of reopening their, their offices for employees. So, um, and obviously, shops are opening this week as well with, with um, safe distancing and, and new measures in place. So this is 
I imagine it's top of the agenda for a lot of these companies. So now that you've developed this particular concept, what are your aims? I mean, are there any discussions that you're having about how to bring this to market and, and help today? To be honest, I think I'm actually having close to four to five demos a day and actually having a, it's, 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 it's been one of the uh, widely spoken uh, topic um, as you probably imagine and getting back to work is probably um, as, as you rightly said, businesses opening up. This is one of the top priority agenda items for most businesses. So uh, we are actually working with SAP on a joint go to market on this as well across the globe, not just in UK. But um, as I said, you know, we've seen a lot of interest from uh, customers uh, given its applicability and, and extensibility. And um, we are actually in the process of probably closing uh, our first two deals this week, actually, on this particular solution. So I think uh, particularly uh, chuffed that uh, we could actually uh, give something back to the society and make it safer to get back to work. That's brilliant. And it's yeah, clearly a topic and, and solution that you've come up with with high demand. So that's always great to hear when, when you launch these types of collaborations. So on that note, um, earlier in the podcast, I was talking to Umar from SAP about why it's so important for SAP to be driving this type of initiative forward. So it'd be great to get your perspective on the role that SAP is playing in, in this particular collaboration and, and driving this type of innovation in the UK. Yeah, I think uh, innovation has been probably uh, right at the fulcrum with SAP all along for years. And I think if you if you heard the um, uh, keynote uh, at Sapphire as well, that's that was probably uh, that was probably discussed four times, if not five. Um, and I think the, uh, Umar and team uh, actually took on that mantle. Uh, during this this uh, days, which was uncertain for the entire market, probably and also the geo, and I think this this made a, a good platform for all partners, not just Wipro, but all partners to collaborate, share their ideas, and uh, take them to the wider ecosystem. And uh, I think um, we enjoyed extremely well the, during the process of how it was actually conducted and actually. Uh, how we could actually follow up on the ideas as well. So uh, really well done. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for joining us on the show, Rajesh, and, and telling us all about what is clearly a really important solution. And it's very timely, um, given that offices and, and organisations are going back to um, some degree of, of normality. So, um, yeah, I wish you the very best with the projects and the discussions you're having moving forward. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, SAP. Pleasure to be here. I'm now joined by Stuart Jameson, who's the Solution Director at HCL. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Stuart. Adam, thanks for having me. So can you start by telling us a bit about HCL and uh, your role there, please? Yeah, sure. So HCL is a uh, large, um, global, uh, Indian-based uh, IT company that does, does a myriad of technologies, but has a very strong uh, presence with uh, SAP, particularly in EMEA and the US. Uh, HCL bought uh, a company called Axon about 10 years ago and that's that's how I joined HCL. Um, I've always been involved with SAP technology for the last 20 years uh, really um, and my interest has always been new technology so back in the day when Portal was first invented 
<clears throat> I was involved in that. And then with uh, self-services, uh, kind of services for HR, which sat on the portal, I was involved in that. And then picked up with success factors and the new cloud uh, tech and products uh, when they were released. And, and lately now I'm looking at the artificial intelligence and machine learning. So the SAP Intelligent Enterprise is, is my main focus. So always, always looking at the new stuff. Brilliant. Well, it's, uh, it's good that I've managed to find the right person uh, from HCL to talk about uh, the topic here today. So thanks for that overview. Now, we're obviously here to talk about the COVID-19 collaboration that you've been working with, with us on. So did you want to start by just giving us a bit of an overview as to the particular challenge that you chose to address as part of this uh, collaboration and, and why you and the team decided to focus on that area? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, we had a, a bit of an internal competition. So when SAP put this out to its partners and sort of said, you know, we're interested in, in, in you know, coming up with some ideas and co-innovating, we, we had an internal competition and we had lots of, lots of really interesting ideas from the HCL team, um, HCL ideation, we call it. Um, and there were some really, really strong uh, contenders. But the the, the one um, thing about this particular idea was it was um, quite quickly implementable and kind of targeted at the position we were in. So um, <clears throat> it looked like, uh, you know, we'd, we were in lockdown and the next phase really was, was starting to think about recovery, or at least that was, that was going to be happening in the next month. So um, the idea that we picked up on was this idea um because it was focusing on how do we get out of lockdown um how do we recover and how do we keep that pressure off key workers uh, by preventing uh, a second peak great and uh so on that front like tell us a bit about what that solution idea was that you came up with and, and how it's going to specifically address those challenges that you identified yeah, yeah sure so um the, the kind of the challenge is really that the advice from governments and scientists is, is advancing at pace. So in order to help um, unlock, to help businesses get back to work and to help staff safely uh, be deployed, <clears throat> we, need, we need a cloud-based app which takes into account um, the person's sort of COVID status. So if they've been exposed to it, if they've been rung up by track and trace, test and trace, um, or if they've recovered and taking into account the scientific advice which is updating uh, daily and potentially new vaccines uh, when they come online. So we need, this has to kind of be done in the cloud. So the core of it was always going to be SAP cloud platform. But of course, for most businesses, you know, all of their <coughs> employee data is in HR. So um, it was natural to kind of plug that into um, success factors. So what we've built is an app which has a an algorithm and a, and a mobile web interface that's um, developed um, in the SAP Cloud platform and then stores the data in success factors or any other HR data. We in fact really only use success factors as an OData store. And then in this, if we use success factors as a um, kind of a reporting tool to get interesting information out the back. So now that you've developed this concept what what's next for you guys like what are your ambitions for the solution are you having any discussions about bringing this to market or are you um bringing this up in customer conversations like wh where do you want to see it go next 
Yeah, absolutely. From a HCL point of view, um, we internally, um, there's quite a lot of interest. And obviously being a large global organization, there's interest um, around the world. So we're demoing it to customers and clients and internally um, in the US, in South Africa, in India. And um, it's getting a, it's getting a really good um, reception. So we've continued building out the app from a from the initial um, proof of concept or prototype that we did um, with SAP, where SAP um, sort of rated it highly and made us uh, one of the winners of the COVID um, collaboration um, competition. Um, and we are expanding it out, so doing more interesting stuff in on the HR side. So now that we're capturing the data. We now want to do some workforce planning with that data. So giving managers, um, HR admins, um, and, and sort of work schedulers uh, insight into the data that people are uh, updating on their mobile phones. So the mobile phone app for an individual gives you your um, risk level, your personal risk level, and your risk to others. So the app takes into account whether you live with other people who are vulnerable. It takes into account your um, any pre-existing medical conditions, whether you're highly vulnerable or moderately vulnerable, and it gives you a kind of a certificate as to your personal vulnerability and your risk to others, and then offers um, clear guidance, <clears throat> which can be based um, on the uh, the business that you work for as, as to how to proceed. So if you've been rung up by Track and Trace, it will tell you immediately, you know, you must isolate for 14 days. But if you've um, had COVID before, um, and, and recovered and are in, a, in the sort of the young, fit and healthy category, then actually the science is currently saying you're not likely to get it again in the next three to four months. And we think that will extend further. So actually those people could continue to work and be paired up with other people um, within the business. So it's going to let businesses um, most effectively use their staff to get the economy going again to keep those businesses running which is what i think everybody is really really keen to do now is actually get back to work um you know, there, are, there aren't many people i know that that, that are that are happy sitting at home any longer so the idea of the app is to, is to try and um, help help people get back out and uh, get back to work and get back to doing the things they love Absolutely. And, and this is great because um, obviously this week where we're seeing shops starting to reopen um, ourselves at SAP, we're starting to look at reopening our offices and, and making sure that we're providing them with the, with the safest possible environment. So it's, it's great to hear all of these insights about how we can go about doing that and, and the kind of steps that long term will need to be put into place as well. So um, fantastic overview of that from, from your side. Um, and finally, why do you think it's so important? that SAP is helping drive this type of innovation in the UK and, and using its partner ecosystem to do that? Yeah, I mean, SAP obviously being the sort of largest business software vendor in the world, got a massive footprint um, in clients. And, you know, when we came to setting up the proof of concept, it was just, it was just a no brainer to use different SAP products because they're so easy to plug together. So SAP Cloud Platform, which has been going for a number of years now, um, we've got plenty of skills there to, to sort of develop the app, develop the engine, um, and then just, you know, easily create a destination to hook into um, success factors, consume OData services, uh, and then immediately our HR staff have got the ability to 
uh, do reporting, do manager self-service, employee self-service, inside success factors, uh, in order to, you know, to do interesting things with that data in absolute minimal time and uh, low cost. So you know, if we didn't have that infrastructure, I think it would have taken a lot longer and uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be as far down the road um, uh, as we are. So you know, it's, it's, it's the fact that you know, it's easily integratable, uh, it's pluggable, um, you know, and increasingly it's all, it's all in the cloud, sort of next to each other. For us, it's the way to go. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you're clearly very passionate about, about the topic and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and uh, tell us all about it. So, Stuart, thank you. All the best with the, the project moving forward and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing how this evolves over the coming months. Adam, thanks very much. It was a pleasure. For our final partner solution, I'm now joined by Gareth Ryan, who's the Director of SAP Technology at EY Agility Works. So thanks for coming on the show, Gareth. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. So, Gareth, can you just start by giving us an overview on EY Agility Works and, and your role there? Yeah, sure. So people are probably familiar, at least with EY, the, the, the global big four. Um, maybe less familiar, I guess, with the kind of work that they do across the world of SAP, uh, massive global capability. But here in the UK, um, we as Agility Works, we were, we were brought into the family of EY at the end of last year. So we've now become EY Agility Works. Uh, I guess essentially here in the UK, the sort of the focus for the SAP technology capability um, within that global EY banner. Within EY Agility Works, I essentially look after the, the development and innovation teams. So anything that you know, we in our world would loosely consider extending or building or, or driving innovation with SAP toolkits, that, that's kind of the area I play in. Great. Now, looking at the COVID-19 collaboration with SAP, which challenge did you guys uh, choose to address and why did you and the team choose that particular area? So for us, there was probably a couple of layers in terms of what, what, what motivated us, uh, sort of personal and general industry. But, but we wanted to kind of do something for specifically kind of care workers, vulnerable volunteers, that area. Um, Partly I mentioned personal, my wife's a community nurse, so there was kind of that, that very personal appreciation of what was going on in the world, but also recognizing that, you know, quite often we don't really see SAP technology and SAP solutions at, at this very um, focused non-ERP sort of area. So we felt like it was a great, uh, a great chance to kind of show and give value with the SAP technology, bring it into the world of the sort of care workers and those key workers that, that, I guess most of the most of the world, most of the countries were kind of vastly more aware of with everything that was going on this year. Well, my wife's a nurse as well, so I'm sure there's many a war story that we can trade in a separate conversation. But looking at your particular solution idea, tell us more about how this will address the challenges that you identified. So yeah, we we tried to uh, we tried to kind of really put ourselves into the into the shoes of a couple of key personas or key groups of people. So the volunteers um, who were kind of trying to rally and sort of start to support people in the community, care workers, key workers and vulnerable. Um, we wanted to consider the vulnerable, we wanted to consider those key workers. And we kind of recognised that these, the, the, these groups of people weren't acting in isolation. It was a bit of a, a sort of a network and no one was operating in a vacuum. But probably there were a few common themes, a few issues or, or considerations. So things like anxiety and, and, and you know, just understanding what was going on, uh, you know, in, in, in ERP speak, maybe access to reliable data, but really just being able to pick up on 
things like sentiment and mood. Um, and then, you know, low level things like just the practicalities about being able to get hold of shopping and getting deliveries. Uh, you know, again, as we've touched on, personal experience showed that just being able to kind of schedule delivery drops off, uh, delivery of shopping drop offs or um, being able to get to the stores, that, that was pretty difficult. Um, and I guess as well, lots of the country felt like there was a, there was a sort of an outpouring of information that was coming from the government, from health services and from other bodies. But maybe the ability to sort of provide that two way communication, that ability to kind of get an opinion and voice it back to people who could listen. Um, and, and then obviously feed that into a sort of a sentiment. And, and when we started talking about the sentiment angle and, and the, the, the local volunteering groups, maybe the ability to understand what was going on at, at the community level, sort of a, a digital version, if you like, of the good old community spirit. And of course, being you know the, the industry we're in, the, the software we play with from SAP, all of this needed to be kind of easy. We need to have great user experience. It needs to be really accessible and, and you know, not put any barriers up to those people who maybe aren't used to using these kind of capabilities day to day. That's brilliant. And it really helps us to um, get a picture of, of the type of solution that you've developed um, and appreciate the type of innovation that goes into it. So now that you've developed this concept, what are your ambitions? Are there any discussions that you're having with customers or other partners about bringing this to market? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, the whole initiative with SAP, it was great to kind of focus the minds in, in our industry and in, in organizations and within, within our business that, you know, the, the big complex ERP type stuff is one thing, but, but there's certainly a room for these more focused uh, solutions. And I think, as I said, it, you know, the immediate response to CV19 was obviously really important. And, you know, taking, taking the solution that we designed to market with SAP and showing um, that almost as a, a template for the art of the possible in this space has been great. But I think that the, the slightly wider perspective has been what I would loosely call um, citizen engagement. So whether that's with your employees, with your customers, with your partners, the, the patterns or the, the, the framework that we built up off the back of this that brought together things like Cloud Platform and Qualtrics and some analytics from the SAP uh, software suite, it's enabled us to start speaking with a number of our existing customers and indeed new customers around potential to deploy similar solutions. So, you know, helping with call center demand, responding to the fact that, you know, the workforce at the moment is probably distributed and is going through peaks and troughs for, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and, and it's been a really great way to, to discuss and explore um, solutions that, you, you know, you could argue maybe are tactical initially, but have a really long-term foundation to kind of start transforming some of the uh, some of the channels that these customers engage with their customers and their employees through and that teased me up really nicely actually for the last question around that sense of uh, partnership and the ecosystem that sap has in the uk and from all the conversations i'm having with my colleagues they keep saying look we cannot deliver this type of innovation alone we, we really rely on our partner ecosystem so from your side gareth why do you think it's so important that sap is helping drive this type of innovation in the uk yeah, that's a really good point. I think there's the, there's the balance between the innovation and the collaboration that are both equally important. And we've seen, you know, SAP technology arguably can do pretty much anything you need. Um, but, but that only happens when you bring the right people together. And I think this has really shown that, you know, some of the great minds within SAP who work with this technology kind of on the, on the software, on the vendor side, and then some of the great people 
on our side, the partners, people like myself and the team from, from EY who, who took part in this uh, and other partners. And then obviously customers in, in the industry, there's loads of great ideas out there. And, and often part of the challenge is just bringing those ideas together, getting the people, the right people in the right room together. Obviously in these days, it's a, it's a digital or a virtual room and, and playing the, the, those ideas out. I think experience over the last um, well, far too many years for me to admit and give away my age of working with SAP technology. Innovation has always been there, but it's these initiatives that really brings the forefront just how innovative SAP can be. Um, it's you know I, I often make the case that so many people kind of see it as a way to you know record finance documents, move materials around the warehouse, understand where the forecast for your pipeline is coming from, etc. But in reality, it can do so much more. And uh, it's, it's great to be see it being used for, it sounds a bit cheesy, so apologies, but it's great to be see it being used for what is such a, a really pertinent uh, cause or concern within the world at the moment. That's brilliant. I think there's no better way for us to, to wrap up the episode than on that point. So thank you again for joining us on the show, Gareth, and uh, all the best with the project moving forward. Thank you, Adam. Really appreciate it. Speak soon. That wraps up our episode dedicated to the partner collaboration for COVID-19. So thanks again to all seven guests that joined me online to record their interviews remotely. That's Laura Atkinson, Umar Khan, Sahel Mohammed, Andrew Miller, Rajesh Iyer, Stuart Jameson and Gareth Ryan. And if you want to find out more about the ideas submitted to the partner collaboration, make sure you check out the dedicated page on the SAP website, which can be found in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion on this episode and if you haven't already make sure you check out our other episodes which can be downloaded from Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening.